Hi again, everyone, and welcome to VSN's Volleyball Video Podcast. It's Digging It with Derek Ritchie, and I'm certainly excited that you're with us for this show because we've got back-to-back heavy hitters. Of course, we always do high school and college volleyball. Uh, high school, very timely. Uh, Mount Carmel April, Mount Carmel head coach April Hagedon not only picks up career win number 600 this week, but also in the same day announces what many close to the Mount Carmel program knew all season, but she was ready to announce it that, in fact, this will be her last year as solely the head coach of uh, Mount Carmel Volleyball. She will, of course, continue on as Mount Carmel's AD. We're going to join Coach April in just a minute. In the college level, again, we go to the beach, beach volleyball, and we head to Birmingham where we're going to talk to UAB beach volleyball coach Terry Del Conte. In her third year, she had a record-setting year with the Blazers last year, but a ton of talk to Coach Terry about. Of course, um, not only uh, as a player and a coach in, in beach volleyball, but you will not believe the backstory about her father uh, and um, the things that he did while while Coach Terry was growing up to influence her to come out to be uh, the amazing woman that she is. So that's what we have locked and loaded. Let's get to it. Let's start on the high school scene, and it is getting close to playoff time. And it's a great time, of course, as we said, to bring in Mount Carmel head coach April Hagedon, who joins us from the academy right now. Coach, first of all, thanks so much for being on the show. Have you had a chance to catch your breath and answer all the text messages from your announcement this week? I have, you know, um, you know, it's been a lot. I had to actually silence my notifications uh, on Monday night. But, um, yes, I'm, I'm starting to catch my breath, but we had two big games back-to-back. Um, so today's a little bit of a fresh breath, just having practice. So um, ready to move forward. I love it. Well, let's let's backtrack. Let's start Monday. Of all teams, you're playing your alma mater, Met. You got Coach Kelly there. Uh, we've got video of some of the stuff that happened after the game Three-set victory, even though Chalmette played very well, scored in the 20s, two of those three sets, but career win number 600. Take us through the emotions and what, what was going through your mind um, uh, that night when uh, when the players came and presented you with uh, with all that they did. Oh, my goodness. It was very emotional night, um, you know, especially, you know, playing my alma mater. Um, you know, Shelman High is doing awesome this season, you know, so I knew it wasn't going to be an easy win. So the emotions throughout the day, watching film on them, um, knowing that they have some great athletes, I was like, oh, this is not going to be an easy win. But um, my players pulled it together and um, we wound up doing a great job um, considering that our last you know, practice was open house practice. So I was really proud of the way they responded. But no definitely question. an emotional night. I was so shocked that you know, the parents, the players did all the extra. And, um, you know, some of my administrators, they called, you know, my former coach and everything to make it a little bit of a special night. And it definitely was. It was very special. So then I, I go ahead and do the interview with you, just your reaction on winning 600. And you said that it was um, it was a milestone you wanted to reach before you retired. <laughs> now, you it told sure your was. players before the season, this was it. This was your last year. So obviously, with the daughter on your team, I knew that this was your last year. And as <laughs> the reporter, I'm like, Coach April, when are we going to make this announcement? Because VSN has to break this story, of course. Absolutely. And you're like, and you're like nah, I don't want to go through that. Maybe at the end of the year, we'll talk about it. I was like, oh, geez. I go, it's going to come out. Somebody's going to find out. And then I ask you the first question, just kind of what's your emotion about winning, you know, 600 career wins. And you say, it's a milestone I wanted to reach before I retired. And I'm like, coach, do you, do you want to you talk about that? And <laughs> I know. Said, I, yes. I know. It just kind of, I guess it felt right, you know, and I definitely wanted you to get the the news first, you know, you've been with me the last couple of years, you did the pursuit for us, you did so much for our program. So I definitely wanted VSN to break the news first. And um, it was, it was probably more by accident than anything else. I was just so overly <laughs> emotional that yeah. night um, that it came out, but I'm glad it did. I think it felt right. It was right for you to get it. And um, you know, and just, Moving forward, you know, you know, there's more there's more milestones that I want to hit, you know, going out. You know, I'd like, I, you know, my biggest goal is to go out a champion. So, um, you know, we have work to do. I have a great group of girls this season, and I think they've been doing a really great job. We're getting stronger every week going into the playoffs. Um, you know, I hope that we keep on climbing at this moment. 
No doubt. And we're going to go through that team and ask you more specifics about this year's team in just a bit. But for those of uh, the people that are watching right now that didn't see, they weren't one of the 10,000 people that hit play on social media on your on your interview from Monday night. Explain why this is this is it for you as a coach. And uh, now you're just going to be the AD and a mom. Okay. Uh, um, about five years ago, I took over the athletic director spot and being head coach and athletic director, it's been difficult, but it was something that I knew that I wanted to do. Um, but now that as I'm, as I'm getting older and moving forward, my, you know, my daughter is now here at Mount Carmel and I still have two young boys and um, I just thought it's time, you know, it's time, you know, I'm usually booked from July through November every day. And, um, you know, that takes a lot of toll on my family and my mother-in-law picks up my, my boys every day. I have to make sure that my daughter gets to all of her extracurriculars, you know, so it was just time, it, you know, it was kind of set in stone. This is where I wanted it to end I went after my daughter's eighth grade year here and moving forward. And um, so now I could just focus on being just athletic director because I miss out on cross country and swimming so much because I'm here with volleyball every day. So now, right. you know, next year I can I can, you know, be a little bit more equal with all the sports rather than being 100 percent volleyball and only giving a few percent to the other two sports, especially in the fall. And uh, and now, you know, being able to go to all my kids' extracurriculars in the fall as well. Um, I miss so much during the season that, um, you know, it's time. And it's time for me to to, to be a mom on the sideline as well. <laughs> yes. And, and I saw all the comments people left and, and they 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 agreed with your decision. They were happy for you. And uh, knowing how close you are with your husband and those three little ones, it's uh, it, it, it was it, it was it was time. And I, I think everybody respects the decision yeah, it's no, for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no doubt. No definitely. doubt. <laughs> now, look, on digging it, uh, all of our guests, we asked them their background. How in the heck did you start with this volleyball thing? And we found out you brought up the pursuit when we followed your season. Mm -hmm. when Ellie Holtzman was a national Gatorade player of the year, was a senior. It was part of your six-peat run as state champion, six of your eight state championships. Mm -hmm. But tell us about your background where I, your coaching tree is unbelievable. Like, you know, we we played Coach C.V. Miller on, on Tuesday night and uh, Becky Bonifant. Oh, explain to people your playing days, who you who was your coaches, and then how you got into coaching. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I remember going into eighth grade at Hannon. Hannon was new um, at the time. They they just they were they just entered an eighth grade volley, eighth grade program. Period. Eighth grade students. So I was only like one of thirties kids. So I remember telling my mom, "I'm going to volleyball tryouts," and um, I went. And I knew that I couldn't play because they didn't have an eighth grade team. So I just was the manager. So C.V. Miller was the coach. So I got my first real coach at volleyball. I was just an athlete. I wasn't I wasn't coached yet. So um, so she was my first real coach. And then she wound up leaving the next year and Becky took over. And so I got to play a year under Becky um, for financial reasons and other reasons. I, I moved from Hannon to Chalmette my sophomore year and played under Kelly Plesha. Um, so I've had those are three big names just in the high school volleyball world. <laughs> From there, I decided to I wanted to continue my career in volleyball. So I went I went to Loyola University where I played under Greg Castillo for two years and Tommy Harold for one. Um, my freshman year at Loyola, Greg Castillo asked me if I was interested in coaching for Cajun Land in the offseason. And, you know, I jumped at the opportunity because I just loved, um, you know, I just love volleyball and I wanted to show that every show everyone how much I loved it and teach and just give back to a sport that I love so much. So I started coaching at 18 years old at Cajun land uh, with Lewis Pusiger. He was the Cajun land director at the time. I was a 10 and unders coach and, you know, realized my senior year in college that I loved coaching more than playing and um, knew that I had to finish my degree out. And then um, luckily after, after Katrina hit, I graduated for Katrina, thank goodness, and um, lost my lost my you know where I live, my house, everything like that. We were totally displaced. But the next the next year, JJ Juan, right after Katrina, called me and said, "Hey, you know, because he was also occasionally in as well." And he called me to say, "Hey, I'm looking for an assistant coach. I heard you would be interested." And I jumped at the opportunity. I even Googled where Mount Carmel was because I didn't even know where it was at the time and uh, became his assistant coach my 
you know, in that 06, 07 year. Um, so learned under him for a year, who's also a legendary Mount Carmel coach and uh, Ursulon. And you can you can go on. You can yep. go on and on about JJ. So Take I got to learn under yep. him for a year. And um, the next year, his wife um, moved um, for her job. They moved to Monroe and I was 24 years old getting the head coaching job at Mount Carmel. I was I inherited a state championship team and I can't thank administration enough for believing in me at that time and knowing that I was the right person for the job. And, uh, you know, and it, that's where I went from there. Um, I think that's what that's was it like, I guess those early years, 24 year old April Haggard on the head coach of a defending state championship team. What type of a coach were you early on? And obviously we've talked before, you know, one of your strengths is tinkering the lineup and, you know, figuring out who plays well with who, but what was, you know, eight state championships in their first 16 years, coach, that's a ridiculous rate. You know, you're averaging like 37 wins a year. And what has been the reason for all this success? I guess that's the question. Uh, you know, I, I have been truly blessed. I really have, you know, I've had some of my same coaching staff with me from the very beginning. Um, you know, and you know, I, I probably was a little harder when I was 24 years old on the girls, you know, I was trying to make my mark and, um, you know, using, I had such a great coaching tree and mentors that I had so many drills and so many things, you know, in my mind all the time. And, uh, you know, we probably did a little bit more, like I said, I was probably a little bit harder and tougher on the girls early on. And as I got older, I think the easier, uh, late, more laid back that I've become um, with some of these kids and, and the kids have changed as well. Um, but definitely, um, I have been truly blessed with amazing players. And like I said, my assistant coaches, um, who have been with me from the very beginning and, um, you know, just administration believing in me and, you know, and I, and I knew I always wanted to grow and every year, you know, I always made sure I went to clinics and everything like that to grow. And, um, you know, I want to be a, a learner, a lifelong learner, and I wanted to get better every year. And, um, so I think that's where. I'm at today, you know, Question. You know, real, <laughs> yes. Hey, and, and look real quick before we get into this year's team, what in the world is up with Chalmette and St. Bernard Parish? It's like I, <laughs> I went to college in Western Pennsylvania. There was like the home of all these great quarterbacks and Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Joe Namath. They all came from the same area. Joe Montana. Is this the cradle of coaching St. Bernard Parish? Who yeah, the, Chalmette coaching, the Chalmette coaching tree is big. Um, you know, the Kelly, just Kelly Plesha has like five or six of us out there. Um, you know, coaching, I mean, you have CB, you have Greg, you have myself, you have Becky, you have uh, Casey Mule at Fountain Blue, Peeper Tusi, who's an assistant coach at SSA, Yes. Um, Julie Ibietta. I mean, you, you can keep on going and naming them and we were all there and, you know, and I, when I got inducted into the St. Bernard Parish Hall of Fame, like I was looking at the walls and I'm like, man, I'm in some good company with all of these <laughs> great coaches. You know, that just came from Chalmette. So, yes, the volleyball coaching tree from Chalmette is just fantastic. No question about it. That's good stuff. And if and, a bear, she's oh another my, See, one. you can just keep going on I and can on. keep we going. Could, we could do a whole podcast Valley on now. <laughs> volleyball and St. Bernard Parish. Let's talk about what could be turned into a movie as well was um, – the pink game this past week, uh, beating Dominican, uh, your rivals, you beat them in four sets. You finally had that crowd back post-COVID, and I think your players fed off it, but they played incredible. If you can talk about all of that, beating Dominican, playing them for the first Golly, time this year after um... losing to them in five straight sets last year, five matches, you got swept. And you play them for the first time and you beat them in four. You know, I mean, the atmosphere that night was just electrifying. I mean, the I mean, we probably had about 1,500 people in those stands, you know. And the fact that that our girls responded to that, you know, a lot of kids get very nervous in big crowds. And I was really proud of the way the girls stepped up. Even going down one set, I think they never gave up. They never stopped believing and, um, you know, we did our we did our um, research. We studied them. And, um, you know, and that's it's all it comes down to who wants who wants it more at the end of the day. And I think our girls wanted it and uh, they needed it to believe. And I know that, you know, moving forward, that's a huge confidence booster. 
no doubt. And of course, you've got Dominican at their place coming up next week. And then hopefully, um, if things fall into place uh, later later on uh, in Lafayette at the Cajun Dome. Hey, Coach, I don't know if you paid attention. We've, we've done a VSN Power 10 all season where we've taken all five divisions. We've done one poll. It's not Eric Ritchie's poll. It's 10 different voters across the state that are heavily involved in high school volleyball that I respect, you know, one to 10, all of them. They've seen plenty of volleyball from different parts of the state. Go ahead and throw up that, Justin, if you can, this week's Power 10. And, uh, you know, as I look down this list, you know, there's there's not many teams you haven't played on here. Obviously, you haven't played St. Thomas Moore, but, um, you know, Hannon, you've, you've gone one and two with Hannon this year. Country Day, you swept them. You haven't played Newman or Dunham. You did beat Ben Franklin in a very tight uh Tightly contested. Tightly contested. It was 25-23 in two sets. You mm-hmm. swept them, and you swept Turlings Catholic as well. But when you look at 1 through 10, if you can, just give us your comments on the this week's Power 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I see that we actually moved up. I know we were kind of solid at 3 for a while, um, you know, but I have to say uh, I know, like I said, we've stepped up in the last two weeks. Um, you know, St. Thomas Moore – I mean, Jess, Jess does such a great job with that program. Um, I, I could totally see them being number one. And who, AC on the outside, she's something fun. She's so much fun to watch. Um, you know, we we have been fun to watch all year. Dominican is such a fun team to watch. It's, this is just, this is a good volleyball list right here um, with some great coaches. And um, I could totally see that this is the power top 10. No doubt, no doubt. And again, those records were as of Sunday night. You've you've won two matches since, and now you're you're over thirty wins on the season. So that that's just an in, incredible stuff. But let's talk about this year's team. One of the the uh, panelists that vote every week for the Power Ten. I remember before the season, coach, and I said. You know, what's the word on Mount Carmel this year? This was after just a couple of team camps. You know, the season hadn't started. I go, what are people saying, you know, outside of the program? Because obviously I'm, you know, obviously I'm right in the middle. I, I don't know what the outside noise is. And he's like, you know, they don't have that Terminator that they always have every year. You know, kind of thinking it's maybe, you know, kind of rebuilding, maybe a down year for Mount Carmel. I mean, that was the general consensus, I think. And here you are going into week eight at 31-2. and two. What, in your opinion, has been the reason for success this year for the Cubs? You know, I can see that. But, you know, you, you know what, what I have been most impressed with with this group of girls is that they have found ways to win, even if we're not playing our best. You know, we've had several contributors um, throughout the year. You know, if it's not one, if it's not Lindsay, if it's not Michaela, then it's Juliana, then it's Brooke, you know, and it's Emily, you know, and we've been talking about that all year, about everybody contributing to the team win, especially, you know, putting the ball away and terminating. And, um, you know, my back row, my setters have done a great job. Everybody has been growing as the year has gone on. And, um, and like I said, beating Dominican and St. Joe and some of our big rivals, I think has really, you know, given them hope and given them belief, you know, that moving forward, um, you know, we laugh all the time, you know, when, the kids were like, we weren't successful the last two years. And I'm like, girls, we were final four. What do y'all mean that's not successful? You know, and but, you know, that's great that they set such a high standard for themselves and for their school and that they want to be a part of it. So, you know, it makes me really proud that that that's not good enough for them at this moment, you know, where most people would think final four is great. You know, um, I'm in my high school. That would have been great. That would have been a great year for us, (laughs) you know, Um, you know, making it to the final four. But you know, I just like the fact that they set standards, high standards for themselves and, um, you know, moving forward from there. You wrap up district play. I know West Jefferson on the schedule this week. Uh, Vanderbilt playing like a tri-tournament, playing Vanderbilt, also playing Pope John Paul. I guess if you can, on the way out, Coach, we'll leave you with this. What is your philosophy Um for your last dance now, uh, like the Jordan and the Bulls had the last dance <laughs> documentary. So this is your last dance. What is your philosophy with your team as you close out the regular season, again, with the big tournament Friday, Dominican next week, and then pretty much the playoffs as you head towards the road to the Cajun Dome? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, my whole thing is, you know, I have that growth mindset. So we need to get better every day. And every time we step foot on the court, whether it's at practice or at a game, you know, contribute, 
And that's, that was my biggest thing with my kids this year is like, you know, you got to contribute when you're on the court, do your job. And, um, you know, and if you do your job, then that makes the rest of the kids jobs easier, you know? So that's what I've been trying to get across from them. So if everybody does their job, we're going to be very successful, uh, at the end. So that's my philosophy moving forward. And that, that includes I, myself as well. I got to do like my it. job. So, like uh, you know, that's studying and getting them prepared mentally and physically, and, um, you know, and that's that's where we're at. One day at a time. I like it. I like it. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Congratulations on 600 wins and congratulations on your coaching retirement and um, just administrative and just a mom as if those two jobs aren't enough to keep a, exactly. a regular person busy. <laughs> Thank you so much, coach. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. April Haggett on wrapping up our high school segment, but we are just getting started here on the Digging It podcast. Time for us to take another break. When we return, it's UAB beach coach Terry Del Conte. A lot to talk about with Coach Terry. And as always, this show, Digging It podcast, brought to you by Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, as well as the Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan. Hi, I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau, real service, real people. Hi, I'm Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022 season. Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75 years in the River Parishes. Your friends for life. Hi, I'm Aramie Malonson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. And welcome back to Digging It, the VSN Volleyball video podcast. It's time to head to the college ranks. We're right in the middle of the indoor season, but guess what? For the second consecutive episode, we're going to talk beach volleyball here on Digging It, and for a good reason. Let's go ahead and bring in UAB beach volleyball coach Terry Del Conte. Certainly pleased and honored, coach, to have you on the show. How's it going? This is a this is a fun time of the year for for even beach volleyball players. Oh, I love the fall. I mean, this is where we prepare. You know, you no don't. Doubt. You just had a tournament too. You had LSU, Georgia State, Southern Miss. How did it go for you? How's the fall starting off for UAB? Definitely a lot of growth. I mean, we have five new players that have joined our team, which is you know a big percentage of our team. And just getting them the experience, one, on our home turf, I think that that's very important. And playing in front of your home crowd and working through the nerves and, and all that good stuff and just giving them that experience. Um, fall has been awesome. We have also great weather in the fall. Right. And uh, just really helping them make that transition into, like, it's go time. Coach Terry, we found out literally on this very show two weeks ago from Southern Miss Beach Volleyball coach Sean Taylor that there's more importance for college volleyball this year in the fall. Um, not only do you get to prepare for your season, but this year a pairs national championship uh, that will be hosted up in your neck of the woods right there in Huntsville, Alabama. Tell me about as a coach what that does to kind of change the emphasis that you put on fall and, you know, raises the excitement level as well. For sure. I think it, it definitely puts some additional incentives for the players to come out the gates and, um, and also not really sleep over the summer, you know, like summer is a great time to continue on with your play and your preparation. Uh, I just think preparation is so key 
but it really just gives more opportunity. And that's the most exciting part is we have um, a pairs championship now that two people can help represent UAB and get that competitive environment with some of the best teams in the country. And those type of experiences are invaluable. And it's good that it's also in Huntsville for us. So it's awesome. We're, we're close by and I'm just really looking forward to it. Coach, like you did at your first collegiate stop where you started the beach volleyball program at Missouri State, you have uh, really turned UAB around. 17 wins last year, school record, uh, a record-setting multiple wins in the conference tournament last year at the Conference USA tournament in Huntsville that we were able to bring you on VSN. What has it been like at, at UAB, and how have you instilled uh, – uh, your philosophy into this culture of success now at UAB? Wow, that's a very great question. <laughs> um, well, for one, I will say that I feel very blessed and grateful that I walked into a great group of young women um, who really want it. Um, I think that a big part of it is forming the culture and letting them know that this is an environment to thrive and empower one another, not to compare, you know, not to, to look over and tear each other down, not to worry about rankings, not to worry about outside noise, but really focus on within and our sisterhood with each other and um, family, a family environment. I think it's, it's very important. Uh, the relationship part is, is very important. And I want I want you know all the young women here to feel like when they graduate college that they actually are ready for the real world too, like prepared for what's to come. And I think that we can instill all that through athletics. Um, so it's just been it's just been a tremendous blessing um, for for me and for uh, for being here at UAB. I'm just tremendously grateful, and you know I'm very process uh, focused. Um, as much as we all love the results, I think we can very much get wrapped up into, you know, what's on paper again, what's on outside noise. I mean, we actually had a really rough start last year. We went five and 14 to, to start off the season. And I felt like that could have gotten to us, you know, and that could have absolutely just let us crumble. Um, but really going, okay, this is an opportunity to redirect the focus. This is an opportunity for growth uh, over adversity and um, having this very strong vision and having everybody believe that they have a source of leadership within the team. Um, these are all things that are just, I, I find are invaluable. Excellent philosophy. And I can see why you're such a successful recruiter with the uh, words like <laughs> that would certainly would, would ring to <clears throat> not only the players, but their families as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let me ask you this. In, in beach volleyball, college beach volleyball, you know, for the for the average fan, sometimes a little difficult to follow as far as, you know, where they at in the conferences. Obviously, uh, you've been with UAB, a part of the uh, Conference USA for years. It was announced in July that UAB is switching to the American Athletic Conference. I believe Coach help me out here, but you're still uh, staying in Conference USA this season. Let's mm -hmm. let's kind of talk about, first of all, this year, you know, staying with Conference USA and, and what that move to the American Athletic Conference means for you with your beach volleyball program. Yes. Uh, honestly, that was kind of a shocker, I feel like, to a lot of us when hearing that we had some schools like Georgia State and USM. I mean, they pretty much got booted from our conference. And now it's really, it's creating a lot of movement. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily happy about that right now. Um, and definitely feeling sympathetic for for them. Um, the, the good thing for us is that we still get an AQ this year, an auto qualifier, um, even if we don't have six teams within our conference. Uh, although I've, I've been hearing that we might add Missouri State and we might and, and South Florida will add next year. Um, I think that a lot of things just kind of move along with with football, honestly. Um, but we're just going to we're going to keep, you know, just roll with going. It. Yeah, exactly. 
Just roll with it. Do. All right. All right. Well, well, we'll try to keep pace the best we can because it's hard for us to keep track. I can't imagine uh, for the coaches how, how much you guys got to get ready for it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's, let's talk about, um, again, you talk about uh, your coaching career, but this all started for you as a player. And you're a pro beach volleyball player. You're from the Los Angeles area. I guess my first question before I get from how you went from a player to a coach was how you went from Los Angeles to Missouri. (laughs) Oh, man, I get that question all the time. (laughs) Um, Well, complete honesty, I, uh, I made some mistakes actually in high school. And I feel like I didn't necessarily um, have the best attitude all the time. I didn't take school as seriously as I could have. Was very um, sport-oriented over, over academic side. And really shot myself in the foot because I had other offers uh, going out of high school. And really just didn't take it seriously. Uh, so after that, I went with okay, how can I play at the highest level possible now? Like, how can I get opportunity? And so I stayed local and stayed playing at a junior college and um, just, you know, put in the focus and said, I'm just going to go play at the highest level I can based off of the opportunity I get moving forward. And I want to go away from home because I, I think I knew that home was so comfortable for me and that, hearing from other people how much going away from home really expedited their growth. And I mean, you could see it, you could see it with the athletes that came back home for summer and how they would transform going away from home and how hard it was for them initially. But everybody said like, after your first year, you really, I mean, that's, that's your breakout year. Like the first year is really hard. And then you unlock other parts of you. And so I was really excited for that. I, I really liked the challenge of, of going away from home and getting a whole different experience. I mean, when, when other time could I do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and so, so, yeah, once I got the, uh, once I got offers on the table, um, I picked really the highest ranked team at that point. Gotcha. So a very interesting story for you from the time that you finished your collegiate career at Missouri State before you started that beach program as the coach. You played pro beach volleyball for almost a decade, played AVP beach volleyball, highly successful player. And then you were a personal trainer back in L.A. I mean, you could probably we could do a whole podcast on some of your clients, I'm sure. So if you can talk about your days as a pro beach volleyball player and segueing into, I guess, maybe even at the same time as a personal trainer, which would be an obvious great second gig or day job and just uh, staying fit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. I definitely have love for my, my home state, my hometown. I think that I was very, uh, privileged in that sense of just having beautiful beaches around me and being able to have access to it really. Um, and it definitely was managing time cause that was challenging coming out of college and, and going, Oh wow, I have bills to pay. So, uh, but it was all things that I loved. Like I, I, I've always felt like I live the life I want to live and I have the lifestyle that I want and I love being active. I've always had a passion for for health and wellness, health and fitness, and all of it really came naturally to me. And people would always like ask me like, "Hey, like what do you eat and can you help me work out?" And I kind of just really like called to me and it all kind of fit together because I was able to literally be a gym rat all the time and just like stay in the gym. When I was in the gym, I was able to go to the beach. Uh, I also went mobile. I got a lot of requests from different club teams, club volleyball teams, uh, to go to their to their site and actually like train their elite athletes, and that was really cool. So I was I was driving all over LA <laughs> County, Orange County, and just you know just hustling. But I I mean I really enjoyed it. I I've met so many amazing people and and networking that I still talk to you. I mean, I have so many people I still talk to you. It's funny, every time I go back to California for recruiting or, or like over the summer, I literally walk down the street and I'm like running into people that I had 
know or haven't seen in years. And um, it's, it's awesome to know that, you know, you build those relationships. No, that's, that's fantastic. And, and and I know just following you on social media, how important the whole fitness deal is for you. And again, the, the, the days as a personal trainer. So before I get into some, some cool topics, I want to talk about here coming up. Um, how did you become a coach? How did you go from player trainer going to these clubs and, and then taking over as a college beach volleyball coach? Yeah, it's, it's really crazy, <laughs> but um, I feel like, I, I mean, I love my, my story because, um, like I said, I just feel like I've been called and I, I listen to where my heart is telling me to go. Um, and I feel like I'm just always preparing and I don't necessarily always know what I'm preparing for, but I, I pour in everything I have. Uh, so like when I was personal training, for example, like I was pouring my all into that and trying to be the very best I could be, give the best service I could. I mean, I was solely based off of a word of mouth business. I didn't even market. Um, so it was all word of mouth. That's, that's wow. how I ran my business. And, uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm really like pushing five, five, but I'm more like five, four and a half, you know, <laughs> but I, but I give myself a little half inch bump. Um, but obviously like someone, of my stature is not really an advantage for a sport like beach volleyball. And I think that I, I, I love that though. I mean, I still feel like I've been given gifts and in order to be able to utilize those gifts, I've got to put in the work. Right. Yes. So everything was always like, okay, how do I, how do I become more? How do I be the very best that I can be? And I mean, you can't, you can't qualify for AVP being five, five, if you're not, working hard. I mean, I mean, that's, that's part of it and having focus. So, um, it's funny. Cause like, I like coming from Missouri state while I graduated, my coach told me, she said, Hey, one day we're going to, we are going to start a beach volleyball program. Like it's coming to college. And when that day comes, we're calling you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Kind of thing. But like, okay yeah definitely call me and she kept in touch over the years and was witnessing my journey so i say all those things because it's part of my journey and i feel like if if i didn't have that journey i probably wouldn't have gotten that call but um because people were following my journey um i got the call when it did happen and she's like hey look this is what's happening you have one week to decide what you want to do and this is like i know this is this is where it was it, I was like in the heart of doing my personal training business. I was playing. I had actually uh, just gotten hurt though. So I think it also allowed me to like really think about things in my life and, and just slow down for a second to process everything. And so I thought about it and I talked to some of my closest friends and family members and they're like, why not? You know, why not try, try it. And if you, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back home, but you know, why not? This is something that you love to do. You love the sport of beach volleyball and now you'll get a very um, small group that you get to focus on and pour into and see what happens. I mean, this is only going to help you grow as a leader. And I, I think that's like, I mean, it took a major pay cut. I'll say that. So it wasn't about the money. It was, yeah. it was really about the experience and going, okay, this is like my new baby and how, you know, like it's exciting. And how am I going to, how am I going to nurture this thing? Well, um, you did a fabulous yeah. job. Three years at Missouri yeah. state, you start the program, you go 13 and 11 one year, you beat two lane, you know, you just started your program. You have a, yeah. a, a huge win and that catapults you to UAB where you've been highly successful uh, for the last three years as well. I'm shifting gears on you coach. And I want to talk about one of the a couple of the first times that we met when VSN was doing AVP next tour in the new Orleans open, you had a junior's clinic there. I met you for the first time at coconut beach then I saw you get it at the juniors clinic at, um, at Atlantic city. And, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, there's, that's the one coach I recognize. Cause I'm trying to do stories. I'm trying to walk into the, you know, the, the big circle of coaches. And I don't know anybody except I know there's UAB's coach, coach Del Conte, but we talked a little bit and, um, 
And I told you about, you know, full disclosure, the reason why VSN got so heavily involved in the volleyball was my daughter played beach and indoor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, you know, I'm like, I raised her, you know, she, I'm a single dad raising her. And you're like, my dad raised me, my dad raised me. And we had like an immediate connection right there. And the more I found out about your dad, oh my gosh, Coach Del Conte. So your dad, for those that don't know, Ken Del Conte, first of all, was a star running back at USC, halfback on the 1962 national championship team, third leading receiver on that team, returned punts, returned kicks, from what I hear was a tremendous blocker. And I believe his jersey number is also retired at USC. That story itself, being raised by a, a, a former you know football legend at USC, is enough. But then your dad goes on. And of course, you're living in LA and in the Hollywood area. He goes on to be an actor and director. He had acting parts in such shows as Batman, Bonanza, Charlie's Angels, Chips. Cagney and Lacey Falconcrest. That's just part of his credits. And I could go on and on. But I guess my question, what was it like? I mean, as a as a as a daughter being raised by a single dad who's just like unbelievable careers, you know, not only his football and athletic career, but then as an actor, director, you know, how much of that did did you get to experience? And and what was that like um when you think back on your dad who uh who passed away just a couple of years ago? Oh gosh, you get me all, <laughs> you get me all emotional. Um, I, it was, I mean, it was incredible. I, I'm so grateful for my childhood and gosh, it's, it's like people would ask me like, you know, do you wonder about your mom or, you know, do you miss having a mom? And it was like, I don't know any different, you know, <laughs> I, I just know about being with my dad and being with my yeah. brother and and I, and I mean, I loved it. So I never felt like I was really missing anything. I mean, I think that I was very much a tomboy and needed some definite guidance on just like femininity and, you know, <laughs> um, but it was awesome. He was obviously a very high achiever. He had a master's degree in English. He spoke six different languages. So he was like always challenging me. I mean, I'm talking like me and my brother. Um, and my brother is also an all-American football player. Um, just like our environment was so much of like believing in the best of each other. Like even when we would write dad cards for holidays, he would hand it back to us corrected in our grammar and say, Hey, like, yeah, he would say like, rewrite the card. And he would, but he would, I mean, he did it though in a loving way. Like we never took it as like, you know, how dare you? It was very much like he always set the standard um, for us and was definitely the example. And he never really bragged about anything. Like I actually found out more about him on his last days than I had ever because we were flipping through photo albums of him. And like, like he was also student body president at USC. And he literally did that because somebody bet him that Hey, I like, I bet you can't be president. And he was like, watch me. And he went around the campus and literally became student body president of USC. He was valedictorian in high school. I mean, like he did so much. And, uh, but he never said like, we had to do that too. He was just very much putting us in environments and letting us know like, Hey, you could be the very best. Um, and there'd be nights where I would want to go out and like run the track and he would come out with me and he would like, he was just always there, always supportive, went to every game. Um, anything that was really important, he would, you know, he would be there, uh, and just a very, very fun, loving, present human being. Um, I mean, if, if you met him once you would remember him. Right. Right, right. Well, he certainly left an impact, and uh, not only in the Los Angeles and the USC community, but obviously uh, with a, with an awesome daughter and son as, as well. And uh, I, I know, um, again, following you from social media and, and and talking to you in person, how much he meant to you and how much he's kind of paved the way. And I can relate. You know, I used to take Emma uh, to uh, pre K three and four with like the, uh, the the pigtail stuff. I, I couldn't I couldn't do the hair, so so she needed some help in the femininity department as, as well. And she didn't get it from me. That's for sure. Hey, look, I want to talk about some, some, some things like, again, when, when I met you at the juniors clinic at coconut beach, 
you know, there's plenty of Louisiana talent. And Coach Sean Taylor talked about it two weeks ago, how, you know, guys like Joey Keener and uh, Bruce White, you know, have, have improved. Sean Ledig have improved the game overall, the quality of play in the juniors. And you got yourself a good one. Now a freshman. Um, we had her uh, head coach from the indoor circuit, April Hagedon, on the first segment, but now Olivia Stant is playing beach volleyball for UAB. I saw that she got action right away in that first tournament that you had two weeks ago. Tell us about Olivia Stant, how is she doing, and how you see her fitting in the program. Oh, she, I mean, Olivia Stant has come in and definitely made an immediate impact. I feel like our freshman class has just as a whole, and including our, our transfer also in Brooke, who's also from Louisiana, um, but I mean, Olivia is, um, is just wonderful. She, it, she came in and she, I mean, she works hard every day and she's willing to grow and, um, she's willing to be open and humble when she, you know, messes up. Um, I, I'm very grateful that she chose us because I know she had a lot of other opportunities, uh, but she's here and, yeah, she's definitely made an immediate impact. That's great. That's great. It's good to see you're doing well. It's good to see you at your program. Coach, we're running out of time, I guess, um, on the way out. What would you like people to know about your UAB beach volleyball program, yourself, your team, uh, as you get ready to embark on uh, on another season coming up? Oh, open like mic. Open mic. <laughs> Um, really ultimately, I just want people to be, to watch us and, and, and be inspired, like watch us and see that we have, we have love for the game. We have love for each other. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing that I, I would love for everybody to witness and follow, follow our journey. And uh, we will be going to some cool places this year. We're going to Pepperdine, and that's a big one. I don't know if we've ever been on the West Coast, but I think that'll be a great experience uh, to go where you know beach volleyball was pretty much originated. Um, so yeah, just just follow along on our journey as we continue to grow and um, really watch our incredible athletes slash young ladies. Um, thrive and and blossom well they certainly have a great mentor and we certainly appreciate your time today here on the digging it podcast on vsn and hopefully again vsn can be involved uh with some of your uh, action moving forward and again continued success best of luck this season and have an awesome fall enjoy this weather and enjoy the fall season thank you so much and yeah i mean better start using your services. I think that it'd be silly to not, to not have all of this action, um, live. I, I mean, that's, I, I'm very grateful for all that you do. And I hope that more conferences and schools are able to, to make this happen. I appreciate that. Certainly do. And, uh, we hope so. Uh, we definitely got the volleyball bug, both beach and indoor. So thank you so much. Best of luck, uh, this fall. We'll be keeping an eye on you and those Louisiana players too. Thank you. All right. That was coach Terry Del Conte again, giving us some time in that fall beach season, which now has a lot more emphasis. So exciting stuff there. Time for us to take uh, our final break here on digging it. Again, we are brought to you by farm bureau, St. Charles, St. John parish, as well as the sports pub and grill industry. We're back after this. I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau, real service, real people. Hi, I'm Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022 season. Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75 years in the River Parishes. Your friends for life. Hi, I'm Aramie Malonson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. 
The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Back to wrap up this week's edition of the Digging It podcast with Mount Carmel involved with games Monday and Tuesday for VSN was not able to go out and hustle up a under the radar segment. But I can tell you another big game coming up here for VSN volleyball will be Thursday. That will take a lot of my attention as well, because guess what? I'm headed over there to do play by play of the rematch of last year's division two state championship. Chip Didier, the volleyball legend, he'll be doing color commentary for this one. And again, it's a little earlier. They do three, four and five o'clock scheduled times. Um, so varsity supposed to start right around five o'clock, but this will be um, this will be one that we wanted to, to live stream since we saw the schedule out earlier in the season. Terry A. Bear and Turlings Catholic on the road, their backyard rival, and Jess Burke. And as of the time of we taping this broadcast, thirty and zero St. Thomas More. So looking forward to that one again. VSM that will be on again approximately five p.m. Uh, on Thursday, but that will put a wraps to episode six of. Digging It podcast with Derek Ritchie. Certainly enjoyed it. We had a week off with the uh, for a for a vacation break. But I want to say again, thank you so much to our sponsors, Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish. Uh, we had a chance to do the St. Charles Riverside game this week. Thanks to them. Also, the Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan, always a great supporter of VSN since the days of River Parish football. We thank our director, Justin Thomas, for a sensational job of uh, doing this show and putting it together and posting it, as well as our two guests, Mount Carmel's April Hagedon and Terry Del Conte from UAB Beach Volleyball. That will do it for another edition of Digging It. I'm Eric Ritchie. So long, everyone, and thanks for checking this out.